G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Heaven is a real place for real people to do real things. We often think of heaven in sort of a mystical way. Clouds, more clouds, people floating around, little fat angels with tiny wings. Sounds pretty boring. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to understand what heaven is really like beyond the hyperbole and conjecture. Think about this. Heaven is a country. Heaven is a city. Heaven is a garden. Heaven is paradise. This is the day when the lost are found. have some kind of mental image of heaven. It might have been influenced by a movie or a TV show or a magazine article or even a cartoon. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to realign our expectations. It's a message from his Essential series that helps us to build a proper scriptural understanding. Pastor Greg begins addressing some of the questions that we have about eternity. God? Well, in a broad sense, as we learn, God is omniscient. And that means that God is what? Everywhere. He's everywhere. He's here. He's with us when we leave. He's overseas. He's in every place at every time. You can't escape from the Lord. Psalm 139, 7, I'll never escape from your spirit. I'll never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you are there. But having said that, heaven is the dwelling place of God himself. And so, What is heaven like? Well, let me begin by saying heaven is an actual place. In John 14, Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. That's very important, a place. Heaven is a real place for real people to do real things. We often think of heaven in sort of a mystical way. Clouds, more clouds, people floating around, little fat angels with tiny wings hovering above us. Sounds pretty boring. Others think of heaven as a really long church service. You know, yeah, I know we're going to be doing a lot of worshiping, but is that it? Because I'm getting bored reading about it. Well, trust me, heaven will not be boring. Isaac Asimov, the science fiction writer, made this statement about the afterlife, and I quote, says, I don't believe in the afterlife. So I don't want to have to spend my life fearing hell or fearing heaven even more. For whatever the tortures of hell, I think the boredom of heaven would even be worse. End quote. That's, that's a ridiculous statement. Heaven will not be boring. It's a real place for real people and we need to think of it in that way. Let me pull some 
illustrations from scripture. Heaven is described as a paradise. A paradise. What did Jesus say to the thief on the cross? Remember he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Paul said the same thing. He died and he went to paradise. Now what does that mean? Well, this is an interesting word because it is actually a word that describes a walled garden like the king of Persia would have. Now, um, I don't even know what to compare this to. Uh, but, but you have to think of some palatial estate that maybe you've seen or maybe you've seen a film about, uh, like Downton Abbey, I don't know. But uh, some manicured, amazing garden that goes on forever with every kind of fruit and flower. That's the word that Paul uses. So it's the idea where he's saying, thinking of the best thing he can imagine, and he's saying, it was like paradise to me. And actually Paul went to the other side. Interestingly, he didn't write a book about it. He didn't write an epistle about it. He only gave us a handful of statements about it. Here's what he says. It's over in 2 Corinthians 12. This is from a modern translation and I like the way it's stated. It says, I knew a man who 14 years ago was seized by Christ and swept into ecstasy to the heights of heaven. I really don't know if this took place in the body or out of it. Only God knows. But I know this man was hijacked into paradise and he heard the unspeakable spoken but was forbidden to tell what he heard. Now when did Paul have this experience? We don't know. But one could guess that maybe it was when he was stoned in Lystra. No, not that kind of stone. <laughs> he raised a crippled man. He brought him to his feet and the people turned on him and they stoned him and left him for dead outside of the city. So Paul was laying there and the people walked away thinking he was gone and maybe he was. Presumably that's when he died and went to the other side. Meanwhile the Christians came to him. It doesn't say they did anything. It just says the believers came to Paul and he came back to life. So maybe they prayed for him. And I want to just tell you if I die and you pray for me to come back to life and I do, <laughs> I'm coming after you. I mean seriously though. Can you imagine being in heaven and having to come back to earth again? Getting up there and the Lord saying, welcome to paradise. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Oh God, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, by the way, I have some good news and bad news. No, come on, you're God. You're not saying this. I have some good news and bad news. What's the good news? You're coming back again. Again? Where am I going? That brings me to the bad news. There are some Christians down there praying that you'll be raised from the dead. Lord, don't listen to them. They're sinners. Don't hear their prayers. Well, God did bring Paul back and he described it as paradise. Number two, heaven is described as a city. It's a city. Hebrews 11.10 tells us the city has God as the architect and builder. That's very specific. An architect and a builder. We're working on our new building right now. We have an architect. So we look at plans and we walk to the building and we say, okay, a wall's gonna go here and this wall's gonna come down and this is gonna be different here. And then we submit the plans to the city and the city sends them back with revisions and you send them back again and eventually they're approved and then the builders come in and they follow the plans that the architect laid down and they put up the walls and everything's completed. 
and then you have somebody that comes in, you know, and does the uh, interior design, etc. But the point is, I love the way it says that it's a city that has an architect and a builder. So this is very specific. Heaven is a city. Now, I want you to think about cities you've been to. Uh, certain cities have unique qualities. The city of Jerusalem at sunset is such a beautiful place. Uh, when we see that golden hue on it, the city of so much biblical history or other cities I've had the privilege of visiting that are unique. And uh, heaven is unique and it is a city. And cities have things in them. You have, well, you have things to do. You have restaurants. You have stores. You have activities. You have entertainment. Is it possible we could have that in heaven? My answer is, why not? I mean, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Whatever it will be, it will be great. But why don't we always think of heaven as a, as a cloud that we sit on where we pluck a heart? That's not in the Bible. The Bible says heaven's a city. And I think whatever city I've been to, the best city imaginable, heaven's gonna be way better than that, not a diminished version of that. Heaven is described as a country. Hebrews eleven sixteen says, we desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he prepared a city for them. So think about this. Heaven is a country. Heaven is a city. Heaven is a garden. Heaven is a paradise. We tend to think of earth as the real thing and heaven as the surreal thing. I like the way that C.S. Lewis described earth in his writings. He called it the shadow land. The reason he called the earth Shadowlands was because it was a shadow of the real thing. Earth is a pale version of heaven, not the other way around. See, that's very important to understand. We think, this is earth, I love earth. Oh, heaven. No, heaven's the original. Earth is the copy. See, the Israelites were told to build a tabernacle on earth like the one in heaven. So the tabernacle or the tent on earth was like the original. The original is there. So we're going to that. We're just in the imitation now. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't be beautiful on this planet, because it is. We see His glory on display in His creation, even in a fallen state. Psalm 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I mean, even Jesus took the time to admire a flower. I love that. He probably picked it up off the ground. He said, now consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their own clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as one of these. And he's admiring a flower. No one can appreciate the creation more than the one who knows God. Because we know the Creator. Our Father made those things. And by the way, we're told in Timothy that God has richly provided us with everything for our enjoyment. There's nothing wrong with enjoying life. There's pleasures in life that we can enjoy. The, the pleasure of the beauty of His creation. The pleasure of being with your family. The pleasure of being with your friends. The pleasure of a great meal. These are our good things. Uh, the pleasure of marriage and all the other things that life offers. But here's what we recognize at the same time that as good as life is, we know it's never going to be perfect. And the fact is, as I've said before, this is as bad as it's ever going to get for the Christian, and this is as good as it's ever gonna get for the non-Christian. 
For the Christian, this is as bad as it gets. You say, well, Greg, I'm living a pretty good life. Well, then you should be a happy camper because it's going to get a whole lot better for you. Glad you've joined us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. He's answering some questions today in a message called Let's Talk About Heaven. Let's continue. Now, when we get there to heaven, we're going to be given new bodies. When does that happen? That happens at the rapture of the church. Okay, so what happens to people when they die? Okay, here's what happens. When a Christian dies, their body goes into the ground. And they go to heaven. And I don't know what their body is like at that point. I don't know if they're sort of an intermediate heavenly body. But I know that the resurrection happens later. And the resurrection is when this mortal puts on immortality and we change in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That happens at the rapture, you see. And so we have this new body God's going to give us. What will it be like? Well, the blueprint for your glorified body is in the body you now possess. You're still you. That's very important. You're just the radically upgraded version of you. First Corinthians 15, Paul writes, our bodies now disappoint us. Do I hear an amen to that? <laughs> but when they're raised, they'll be full of glory. They're weak now. But when they're raised, they'll be full of power. They're natural human bodies now. But when they're raised, they'll be spiritual bodies. So they're like the one we have now, but they're perfected. Well, I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around it. You may say, okay, maybe this will help. Our resurrection bodies will resemble the resurrection body of Jesus Christ. Because 1 John 3, 2 says, Beloved, now we're the children of God. It's not yet been revealed what we will be, but we know when He's revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. Okay? Now let's think about Jesus after He rose from the dead. Was He still Jesus or was He some other guy? Oh, He was still Jesus. He even said to His disciples, It is I and not another. Did He have a voice? Yeah, He called to His disciples from the shore. Hey, do you have any food? He had a voice. He was in a body. In fact, in his body, he still bore the marks of the crucifixion. Remember? In the upper room, he said to Thomas, go ahead and put your hand on my side and in the wounds of my hand. So he was Jesus and he ate food. To prove it, he said, hey, can I have some fish? Give me some fish. So he ate food. He walked. He spoke. It's not like he was translucent or something. Like eat the food and you see it going down, you know. <laughs> but yet in this glorified body, or this resurrected body, I should say, uh, he did unusual things that he had not done previously. Uh, for instance, he showed up in a room without using the door. Uh, that'd be pretty cool to do. <laughs> and he ascended to heaven. He, he went up. And does that mean Jesus flew? Well, I guess in a way it does. So in our new bodies, I figure we're going to be in actual bodies. Uh, we'll still be us. We'll still eat. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> and maybe we'll fly. So it'll be like him. Number two, what will we do in heaven? Well, that's something I've thought about a lot. Well, for starters, we will be worshiping. And by the way, that's why you exist, to bring glory to God. But we'll be busy too. 
Because the scripture says on many occasions we'll be serving the Lord. And I want you to remember something. We don't stay in heaven forever. To say I'm gonna die one day and go to heaven and be with the Lord forever is actually not theologically accurate. A more accurate statement would be I'll die and go to be with the Lord. And where he is I will be also. Because one day Christ is gonna come back to the earth. And one day heaven is gonna come to earth and it will fulfill the prayer the church has been praying for 2,000 years where we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So heaven and earth become one, you see. And Jesus is gonna come back and we're gonna return with him and there's gonna be the millennial reign of Christ and then there's gonna be the new Jerusalem coming out of heaven. So heaven and earth will become one and there'll be a new earth. And in the new earth we're gonna do things like we do on earth now, but without the limitations. So it's gonna be fantastic. And so in heaven, we'll be worshiping. I already alluded to this. In heaven, believe it or not, we will eat together. Revelation 19.9 says, the angel says, right, blessed are those that are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. These are the true words of God. I love that word supper. You know, we don't usually use that in California. We'll say, hey, wanna go to dinner? But in the South, they have supper. I've always liked the word supper. So I was raised for a number of years by my grandparents. Uh, when my mom was out running around, I, I lived with my grandmother and grandfather. My grandmother's name was Stella. Our, one of our granddaughters is named after her. My grandfather was named Charles. And so we called them in kind of the Southern way, Daddy Charles and Mama Stella. And uh, Mama Stella was the greatest cook I've ever met. I mean, she was unbelievable. She made everything from scratch. I'm talking the best fried chicken you've ever had in your life. And she had all those southern things like, you know, collard greens and black-eyed peas and, and so forth. But her crowning achievement was her biscuit. I'm telling you, you've never had a biscuit like this. This is the greatest biscuit ever known to man. And I'm kind of thinking maybe there's gonna be a place for Mama Stella in heaven making those biscuits. But if not, whatever we'll have will be even better, as hard as that is for me to believe. <laughs> Matthew eight eleven says, I tell you, they'll come from the east and the west and take their place at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. You'll be able to sit down with the great patriarchs of the Bible, the great matriarchs of Scripture, and spend time with them. Imagine what it will be like to ask David what it was like to fight Goliath. Ask Noah what it was like living in the ark. Ask Moses about parting the Red Sea. Ask Daniel about the lion's den. Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego about the fiery furnace. So it's gonna be amazing. Pastor Greg Laurie with a fascinating glimpse at what we can expect in our heavenly home. Some good biblical insight from his message, Let's Talk About Heaven. Well, next time we'll hear more on how a proper view of heaven will lead to a proper way to lead our lives. That's next time, right here on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Let's Talk About Heaven. Now, if you'd like to listen again, download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast 
or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1800 00 50 or visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.